Joined now here on the flagship podcast by one of the all-time greats at the University of Texas. My goodness, uh, he's number three in receptions in in a season, uh, four in receptions in a career. Well, top five in all the meaningful stats, uh, including receiving yards for a career, TD receptions for a season in career. And I think probably most impressive about Quan Cosby, who joins us here on the flagship podcast, was he caught passes in 44 straight games. Quan, how are you doing? Man, every time I get on with, with you and, of course, back in the day, you and Harge and now you and Taylor, I learned something about myself I wasn't really uh, sure about. <laughs> I didn't know I caught passes in 44 straight games, but uh, for real, cool and, and I, I had no idea, man. Um, it, it's And I think one of the times, too, uh, y'all brought up that Colt and I have the most um, connections in the history of UT. And I was, uh, every, of course, half the people who, who have watched them would think it would have been Colton Shipley. So it's just always cool to learn the, the fun facts. And, uh, man, uh, spring game yesterday, beautiful weather, good competition. So I'm pretty good, man. No complaints. What about you guys? Well, and I, I mentioned, you mentioned Jordan Shipley. Of course, you are uh, the top receiving duo in the history of Texas football. You and Ship, uh, unbelievable stuff from the both of you. And of course, you were a member of the 2005 Texas National Championship team. So, um, and of course, Quan's been a member of the Longhorn radio broadcast team. And so I wanted to get your, you know, your thoughts on the, on the spring game and, and kind of what excites you about Steve Sarkeesian as the, the head coach and offensive play caller. Um, I guess we'll start there, Quan. Any big takeaways for you from the from the spring game, Saturday? Yeah, man. Uh, the, the first one is it's off the field. Uh, there may have been, at least at the beginning, more people at, at the game than I think most attended the real games last year. So that tells you about the optimism. Um, and, and then secondly, same off the field, there was more eras of UT football players between Coach Brown, uh, even Charlie's guys came back, and even some of the, the, the newbies uh, of Herman came back. And talking to them and about their excitement uh, about Coach Sark, I think leads right into to what I think of him. Uh, just real, man. Uh, it's, it was, I was listening to a cool thing the other day. I think Ricky Wiggins was on the radio, and he made a comment. Because everybody will say, oh, you know, what about his history? What about his baggage? And, and Ricky said it so well. He said, man, if you don't have a history, I don't know if I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, Ricky, Ricky being Ricky. And I was like, man, that was so profound. Um, and, and I share that perspective. And so that leads to just his realness, man. And my encounters with him have, has been great. I told him he has to wait till after October until I'm truly jumping into Kool-Aid. So uh, you still have to earn it. But uh, yesterday was good, man. The weather was great. And, and then just guys competing. Uh, you talk about the two quarterbacks. Uh, we're in a good – we're in a really good pace. Uh, we're in a good place where you don't know who is going to be. Uh, half the time, you have your one and, and you know it or, or, or not. 
it works itself out or not, but they're competing at a level. I went to a scrimmage and then I went to the spring game and I think different guys won both of them, which is good to see. We have these trees for tight ends that we are actually using. And, uh, and, and we all, we, we already know what Jordan Wayne, a healthy Jordan Wayne can do. Can do. So and last but not least, Bijan is Bijan. Bijan, uh, as we know, and as we will continue to see, will speak for himself, uh, and, and he had a great day as well. So it was just a lot of – and by the way, that was the most basic we'll ever see a Sark offense. <laughs> and so to see him competing on that level in the, the, the bare-bones perspective of, of what Sark wants, uh, it, it, was good. it was really cool. And there's a lot of optimism for, for good reason. So um... – talking to Quan Cosby here on the flagship podcast and Bijan Robinson. I mean, you see it in, in the way that he runs the football. Um, why, but why is he special? Like what sets him apart? And there's a sense that he's the next in the, in the line of great running backs at Texas. Why is that? So I was talking to Brian Jones yesterday. Uh, he, again, even Brian was down there. I mean, it was so many people. It was awesome. And, and I said, what I've seen in, in the practice that I've gone to and the encounters and just seeing com- you know, X's and O's conversations with Sark, UT for you know, all the years we've all been covering them. And at the beginning of the year, there's optimism because they always look great on paper. And what Sark has been working on and what Bijan was born with, he has that factor, is he has that mindset. He has it between the ears. Like I said, we got trees for tight ends. We, we, we've had some great players um, on, on, on the you know, offense and defense. But what separates the Alabamas, what separates the Clemsons between the rest of the pack is what they have between their ears. And it's, it's cultural. It's a mindset. It's a work ethic. It, it's a fire. I mean, some people call it a chip. Um, and so Bijan was born with that. He has it. Every time he gets on that field, he, he is, he's a special, special person. And when you interview him afterwards or you, you have a side conversation with him, you can just tell you're talking to somebody different. And then well, you tra- go ahead. Well, you it, and I, I love getting your perspective on this because to me, you were a part of two teams where – your best players were your hardest workers in 05 and 08. So you're, you're, you, you know what it takes. Um, and, and Bijan has it. Are you seeing it in, in some other guys too? You know, the, the thing I, that I was talking to Blake Gideon about too, he said, these guys want to win so bad. He said, I don't know what, you know, happened before we got here, but I do understand now why they never really got blown out, how much they love the school, how much they want to win. Um, so really, some guys thought they had it, and they do have the work ethic. But as we say, pressure busts pipes. To get to where that pressure isn't busting your pipes, because I think we saw that as well, because they tried so hard. And, and they didn't have that, you know, they have that first quarter mindset, but by the fourth, when it gets crazy and you're, you need a field goal or you need a stop or you need a fourth and two stop or you need a fourth and five touchdown. That's the difference. So they all want it. Some are born with it, but all can be developed to it. And that's, that's a cultural perspective. That's a work ethic. 
and and really, and I call it synergistic to to what it takes on the ultimate team sport of football. You're as good as your weakest link too. So they all want it, and they're working towards that, but they're not all there yet. So yeah, no, that's and I pay attention a lot to that. You know, I'm a normal sized receiver who happened it worked out and played the league a little bit, and it took my mindset to get to the next level because there's a lot of people in the world my size, my speed, and all the above. And so uh, I, I focus a lot on that, and it's really cool to see this early on. He's been here for a few months. That Sark already sees that. That's the, that's one of the main things he needs to, to to harp on and build and kind of reconstructure is between the years and uh, and let their athletic ability take care take care of itself. Quan, everyone wants to uh, to to look at the quarterback situation and try and figure it out. Um, you you said it. Um, there you've seen positives from both in, in practices and in, in the spring game. And you said, we're in a good place with these guys. What do you like? I'll ask you first, what do you like about Casey Thompson? And then I'll ask you the same about Hudson card. Um, man. Well, the first and foremost in, in the world that we live in, Casey's been here long enough to already see other guys transfer. And I'm not saying he may never, may never ever do it, but he stayed. That, that, to me, going back to between the years, that says something about him. He stayed. He wanted to compete. Um, he knew he had some years before Sam was, was out of there. And, and so to start with that and, and knowing that he is going to compete to the end, and then you can't take away that bowl game. I don't care who we played. There was a D1 team from a Power 5 conference, and he looked pretty close to flawless. And didn't even start that game. So you can't take that away. And he's just continuing to compete on that. And he does have, you know, clearly he could throw because I think he only had two incompletions in that bowl game. But those legs are different too. I mean, we love Sam and, and some some call him Bam Bam Sam because he was so tough. But Casey has a different gear. I mean, he can he can house one. And so uh that that's what I, what I like about him. It was his mindset on competing and then uh just courses throwing ability has a really nice deep ball almost Shane Booth shellless as it looks sometimes and then um like I said those legs can get him out of trouble if uh, that younger line struggles and Hudson same man just competes uh he didn't play quite as much in that bowl game but when he did he made plays too and then you know going to the practice perspective um he man, I, I think one time, one time he was actually rolling the opposite way, and he just flicked the ball to Jared Wiley, uh, who was uh, uh, around about the hash, and it hit him in the numbers. And it, again, I I watch practices, and and I, I really it's practice, so I'm usually yapping half the time. And then there's those three or four plays that I was like, whoa, hold on, that was something different. And so clearly, uh, Hudson has that about him. Um, he has that about him, a little less uh, true quarterback experience because he was a receiver at uh, Lake Travis, but he can he can do it as well. And we saw in the spring game yesterday where he threw uh, 15 open and got the end zone on the south, got got the touchdown on the south end zone. That's that's it, that wasn't premeditated. He made that play because of where the defender was. He threw him open, and that's what you see on, of course, the higher end levels. 
in college, but but in the league. And so, I mean, like I said, you're seeing it on both sides. So that's why I say we're in a good place. And, and, and it's a, certainly a good problem to have uh, from, from the last several years of, of Texas football. Breaking down the spring game with Quan Cosby. You hear him on the Longhorn radio broadcast. Of course, he's uh, top five all time in every receiving category at Texas. Uh, we'll be right back with Quan Cosby here on the flagship podcast. Quan, um, you know, you said it. That's as vanilla as we will see a Steve Sarkeesian offense with Bijan Robinson, Jordan Whittington, um, and in these quarterbacks. What uh, what do you think this offense is going to look like once? they're on the field against Louisiana. So that's a cool thing too. Uh, I think in the past I've seen, you know, my measure of a coach is this. You get your players, you find out what they're good at, and the offense suits their skill sets. And then they, it even elevates within them. I think in the past it was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm the smartest person in the room and you need to do my offense because if I did it, it has to be great. And, and Sark, what I've seen with him using more tight ends, uh, which, by the way, helps the running game, gives an extra blocker when needed. Oh, and then it also, if you're short enough, it can match up on a linebacker. And our tight ends between Epps and Wiley, that's a very favorable matchup. And, and then you have, well, Jake Smith, unfortunately, injured right now. But Whittington, Whittington's been what, what we all hope and, and, and are really uh, – waiting to, to see in, in the spring and he's been healthy. And, and I still think by the end of uh, summer, he's going to be, he's going to have even another gear and, and, and Joshua Moore still being himself yesterday, I, man, this is what I know. And this is what we saw when Sark was at Alabama, he's going to feature the playmakers. Um, so is that going to be 11 personnel? Not sure, but Bijan will get fed. Those receivers will be put in positions to win, and those tight ends will. And we know the old line is young. They played really well in the bowl game, but we know they're young. And depending on how they develop in the next few months, that's what he's going to feature. The, that's what he's going to build the offense on. So I'm not sure what it's going to look like because it depends on development of a lot of you know, players starting with the old line. But I do trust wholeheartedly, even from what I've seen to this point, that it will be done. My man, uh, Greg Davis, didn't get a lot of love, but our old line struggled a little bit my senior year, too, and we went 12-1. and And, you know, the bubble screens and and the different things we did was to help them and to protect Colt. That's what I look forward to seeing again on the 40 acres because Sark will build it around what he sees early on in camp and and he'll find a way to be productive. That's for sure. Here's something that I am still kind of mystified by. Joshua Moore was the leading receiver on the team last year, and he had three games against Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Iowa State where he caught a combined two passes, hmm. one against Oklahoma State, and I think it was like at the end of the game, it was a touchdown, huge, but not nothing till the end of the game. Zero catches against West Virginia. One catch against Iowa State. And, you know, maybe he was banged up. Um, but 
that never would have happened with Quan Cosby. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, man. I, it, it's it's fun to do the sideline portion, but Craig knows this very well. There's times I say, Craig, do not come down to me, because Craig is a great guy. He, he's he, he calls. He's a Hall of Fame, you know, broadcaster, but. Craig's a lot more positive than I can be when I'm ticked off about UT football. <laughs> Those type of things. And, and this is the thing. He, he didn't catch balls at times because there were series very similar to Bijan that he wasn't even in the game. I don't understand that. I mean, how can Sam get comfortable with any two or three guys if every other series, they're different guys. They're rotating eight, nine. Again, I love Kai Money's story. But Kai Money, if you try to take me out of the game, we were going to have problems, bro. And, and so that's that was so just I, – I have no words for it. To, to, and it goes back to featuring guys, playing your playmakers, uh, having that culture that, no, you don't promise everybody playtime. You promise everybody the opportunity to earn playtime. And the best player, the most plays made, they're going to play. And they're going to play until they tap out for a couple of plays, and then they're going back in in the red zone. The amount of times I saw, whether it was third down, even going forward on fourth down, where the so-called depth chart starters were in, oh, my goodness, man, I, I lost sleep over that. So that's the, just the, the crazy things about the past that I think will be absolutely gone. And the Joshua Moore, you saw that when it really was in crunch time and those games were closed, and you had you needed to go to a guy, he made plays. He, Joshua Moore didn't have very many drops. And, and uh, you know, the, the drop the drop was him not being in the game, not necessarily him dropping the ball. And so that's what's going to be cool, man. And, 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 again, yesterday, Joshua Moore had about six, seven catches yesterday. So Jordan Williams had a touchdown. I mean, and, and it was just – that's what you're going to see, man. The guys are going to be out there. It's going to be a culture that if, if you don't like that this guy make more plays than you, then unfortunately you're going to possibly have to transfer. Um, but the interesting thing is Alabama does it they, because people get it and they keep pushing and they keep working. And they know if it's one year or two years, that's all it takes to ball yeah. out, get drafted, or win a Heisman. So I think that Steve and his staff are really, really culturally focusing on that piece of it. And, and, and that's why you see players looking at the chops like, this is what we want. This is how we want to compete. This is how we want to win. And so I get fired up. Again, it's crazy because it's practice and I never really get fired up about that. But those little things that I'm seeing, it's, uh, I think it's going to translate to some real good ball. I love it. Quan Cosby telling Craig Way, don't come down to me, Craig. Um, <laughs> Quan, a few more minutes. Um, really appreciate the time. Let's go over to the defense. I don't know if there was a player I was more excited about coming out of the bowl game than Alfred Collins. Kind of a quiet day for him yesterday in the spring game. The guy ahead of him, Moro Ajomo, was everywhere. Three sacks, disrupting the pocket. Are we sleeping on Moro Ajomo? You know, and I'll say this about Alfred Collins, and I appreciate this about him. Quiet day, but you saw that leaving that game. We really saw spurts of it all year. I have no doubt about him. 
the question actually was, is the Jomo ready? Can, can he be that other force? And I think to a certain degree, now you see why Coach Shark has been talking about that D-line being absolute ballers. Coburn, I mean, yes, I wanted to see a Jomo have a better day. Because now you combine what we know we're going to get out of college, him balling on the other end or in his spot when, when he needs a break, it's just depth. It's, it's, it's good. It's great, actually. And so, and then let's go to the back end, which I was, it was interesting. You got Schooler back there now, man, that, that cat. But I've looked up his stuff. He actually made some plays at Oregon at safety. So yeah. uh, kudos for him for, for jumping back over there. And kudos for him because I know he came to UT saying, man, I, I want to try something different. But how can I help the team the best? Uh, with this new crew that they have, um, putting guys in position to be successful is a big deal. And, and you have an older guy who's played the position, who can learn it faster. We saw how fast he learned the offense. I think that's a really good thing. And, and, and he's a, and he's a let's say, locker room or, a, you know, position room guy, too, that, that can just talk about perseverance and, and, and how to get better and be better. So I really like that. And how about our man, Jamison? Got a couple of – I mean, the offense was toasting him a little bit, which I love. Um, and, and then he get down there and a near perfect, you know, comparison day for the quarterbacks. And, 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 and Jameson said, hold on, drop zone and, and give, give me a pick six to, to, to Casey. I, I just hurt you. You win in a day, but what a play made by him. And, and that's what you want to see. I mean, we just didn't see that stuff before. And, and again, it's, it, it is a glorified practice, but I, I remember when we'd, you know, just be running pat and go. I was like, are we winning versus air? You know, in, in that mindset, it, it all matters. So making plays, I don't care when and where, uh, uh, making plays is making plays. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic about that defense. And PK, I, I hear, I don't know him well, but I hear he uh, has some must-champ-ish qualities, uh, fired up about all things football, and, and that's a good deal. What, uh, what is your biggest concern? Biggest concern on defense, I think depth, um, certainly depth, because, you know, football is that when you get through a season uh, without injuries, that, that, that unfortunately is rare. Um, and so if some of those starters who I really, really like are projected starters right now, I, I think that they can, they can do some special things. But you see Overshone, you know, already out, and uh, he needs to get back. He's missing some valuable time. But that depth is truly what I um, – is my worry on the defensive side. What about on offense? Uh, you know, this is the thing, man. Bijan's a talent that with the, with the young O-line, they're not going to be perfect, but there's certain people who make them better. <laughs> and the way they're going to have to respect five and even Roshan. And hey, you may even see a Jordan back there. He is a special talent who can get back there on defense and, and do some special things as well. Um, it's really the O-line, mainly because of their youth. 
her setter coming back is a really big deal. But I have so much faith and it's so not normal um, this early on in Sark's ability to find a way and highlight, you know, his players and, and, and have a scheme that makes up for their weaknesses that even with that young old line, I'm pretty optimistic that they're, they're, they're going to have a pretty freaking prolific offense. So we'll, we'll end it on this with Quan Cosby, one of the all time greats um, at Texas. I'm not even going to play Quan Cosby trivia with Quan Cosby, like we did with Michael Griffin last week. Michael knew all of his stats. You came on the, the flagship podcast today and said you had no idea that you're number two all time in receptions consecutive in consecutive games with 44. So we'll skip the Quan Cosby trivia, but what um, for fans it, and you, you said it Quan, they were out there yesterday in that beautiful sunshine, wanting to see this team, wanting to be excited they have expectations. What what do you tell Texas fans about expectations? <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to start with Mike with Griff. Man, those DBs, man, uh, they know every PBU. They, uh, you know, they're stats guys because uh, they don't really get them as much. If you have <laughs> eight PBUs, you're all American, and you know we need 15 touchdowns to do that. So uh, I, I get it. I'm, I'm empathetic to Griff and, and why they know their stats. Um, expectations, man, really, Texas, <laughs> let's, if I'm talking to the fans, let's I have, love that chuckle, by the way, because I know exactly. Well, because we have a certain level of entitlement expectations, but I, I want to be optimistic and realistic about what I, what I think they can do. So we need to be fired up and, and we need to have the perspective of, we're going to get to the Big 12 championship because I see what's on this roster. But it is going to be a process. Um, game one, th- those guys are beasts, and they don't like us very much. So we're going to have to go out there and play every day and, and understand what, what, what it means to have that burn orange on. So I, I think they need to be realistic about the process. Um, but weirdly, unlike in the last few years, they need to understand that some of those head scratchers, when they kick a field goal, why this guy isn't playing, be optimistic about that being out of, out the door. And so I feel like if, if, if those things are fixed, maybe actually those in sometimes entitled expectations can be matched by production. And so I, I say if, if it's me in April, I still – per what our roster looks like and what the rest of the Big 12 looks like, we should be competing. I'm not saying winning the Big 12, but I think we could be in it. And, and, and I feel like there's that, you know, UT kind of the pride, the winning tradition that you should always say that. But it, I think it's a little more realistic now with, with, with the coaching staff. And if they keep developing and stay healthy as they can, uh, we will be pleasantly surprised with where they'll be in December. I love it. I love it. Great, great stuff with, uh, with Quan Cosby. Quan, thanks so much today, man. I appreciate it, man. Y'all do a great job. Hook them. Hey, uh, for Quan Cosby, I am Chip Brown. 
Uh, thanks for listening to the flagship podcast interview. Until next time, stay safe and keep the faith.